can't even begin to believe everything that you've been doing since the first time I met you. Really, your story really intrigued me, especially the fact that you're in photography and you you have your your main way to eat, but your passion truly is fashion photography. Yeah. Also, thank you for showing me what you were able to show me in the short amount of time that we were together. Yeah, my pleasure. So I'm always, you know, interested in helping someone guide them in the way. So what have you been up to since just a year in general? Uh, a year in general now, it's kind of hard to say. I just keep going. Okay. And what I mean by that is that everybody has their ups and downs in life and you get easily distracted and you kind of go through this phase of, do I still have it in me? So I think the answer is that I just kept going. There's maybe sometimes a period of days and weeks that I didn't do any photography, that when you're getting a phone call to do a, an assignment or a project or a job, you get that little anxiety of, do I still have it in me? Which is a bit, a bit of nonsense, but you get back into it like right away without even thinking about it. I think it's just that as human beings, we tend to forget that if we don't do something on a regular basis, we're going to forget it completely. But that's, that's not true. I think you might freeze for the first few minutes of, you know, how does this work? How did I used to do it? But then it comes back natural. So you don't have to worry about that. So uh, the past year has been a little ups and downs, hiccups here and there. Like I've had to take care of some family obligation. I had some uh, responsibilities at work because yeah. like you said, I don't uh, do photography full-time I do it on a part-time basis so at the same time if I'm not getting a phone call sometimes for a little while well photography is not on my mind but when I get a phone call you know to photograph a model or to go to an event I sometimes have to go through my little cookbook of notes of reminding myself how do I set the camera in this setting and that <laughs> setting just to be prepared you always have to be prepared so the best advice I can give anybody is always have your little notes because if you're not doing it on a regular basis, you're going to start to forget it, but your notes are going to be there to back you up whenever the time is ready for an assignment. The same with makeup. When I do makeup, sometimes I won't do makeup on a girl for several months, okay. and it's not like I'm doing makeup on me to practice on a weekly basis. So I have <laughs> to keep... You do, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. But uh, the idea is that you have to keep a cookbook with you. So when that opportunity comes you're prepared not the anxiety is going to take over and distort your way of thinking so okay all right that's you have a, a foolproof approach to kill your fears your fears when they take over your mind it's creating an image that is not reality sometimes you have to take a step back and somebody taught me you have to look at literally the palm of your hand which kind of focuses on the reality of where you are in the moment, you're in the present. Okay. Sometimes if you're not looking at the palm of your hand, you're looking through a window, you're fantasizing, you're thinking either way in the past or way in the future. So a technique I use to come back into the present is just do a little exercise, look at the palm of your hand and just reflect in the present moment of what is it I need to do right now. When you do that little exercise, it calms your, your brain down. Then pull out your paper, your notes, which are the facts. It's not um, a fantasy, it's a reality. So if you're, 
your grocery list of things to do for the day or the week is in front of you, yeah. you're now focused. And that's how you're going to get things done. Because now you're focused on what is reality on paper. Whereas if people don't keep a checklist of things in writing, uh, they start to fantasize or romanticize about things. But then they're like, oh, wow, uh, look at the clock. I didn't even get anything done. Yeah. So I make sure to have everything in writing and on paper. And if I'm daydreaming, I'll literally like pinch myself and you know, look down away from anything that might be distracting. Look at the palm of my hand. Just look at the little lines. It mentally brings you back into the present. And then I'll pull out a piece of paper and say, okay, I still got this to do today. I still got that to do tomorrow. That's the only way I could get things done. So. Okay. So you're very <laughs> task-oriented. Yeah, I'm very task-oriented. If I don't have a list, I could easily get distracted. Okay. And, uh, and since I'm guessing you're a very hardworking individual as well, since you're doing a multitude of things in general. <laughs> I, I have a very strong work ethic. Um, at the same time, it's not to prove anything to anyone um, or even to myself. I just look at the value of time. Uh, do I give any gifts? Well, uh, for... My parents, they're impossible to shop for for, uh, for gifts, that uh, they give you the typical speech, as long as my children are healthy and happy, that's the most important. Uh, but I still go out of my way to uh, get like flowers, let's say, for my mom on her birthday or a special occasion, even though she says she doesn't want. It's just that sense of appreciation that I feel is important. Um, my dad is very basic, uh, simple guy, but he's kind of like you. He's got a sweet tooth, so I'll get him something uh, sweet uh, as a gift. Uh, birthdays and things like that, I usually, you know, will give a gift card or something because it's very hard to know what people like, and your taste may not be the same as someone else. So sometimes I'll get a gift card, you know, whether it's uh, at a Starbucks or at the Bay. Something that is very general that anybody could like that. And uh, the most popular gift I'll always give is a bottle of wine. So if I'm, uh, if I'm invited to someone's house, I'll bring a bottle of wine. It's just common courtesy. It's uh, how I was brought up. So to answer your question, that's the way I, I gift. So. For, for the bottle of wine, I think it's hilarious that you say it because I remember doing business model in general. Okay. And whenever I would go to this place, I would always bring a bottle of whiskey. Oh, wow. He would always be, I would say, the first time I did it, he really did not expect that. Okay. I thought this is what people do. Mm. And he said, I well, it makes you uh, <laughs> makes you stand out because uh, usually you'll see everybody just come to the party, bring a beer. Or bring a bottle of wine, but when you see somebody bring a bottle of whiskey, you're like, okay, uh, this guy uh, really stands out. So. Uh, I like to make a good first impression, if I can. I feel uh, there's something my mother always said to me, and I like to pass it on to you and the people listening to this. Doesn't matter what day of the year it is, there's two things that will always bring you energy it's the sunlight. And it's people. Now, sometimes it's like, like today, it's a cloudy day. There's no sunlight. However, I'm enjoying the company of somebody with me. Mm -hmm. I'm not spending it alone. So 
it adds the energy that I need. Early in the morning uh, is when I have the most energy, just like a lot of people. Well, some people are morning people and some people are not morning people. But um, what I'm trying to get at is that for me, my body responds that I have the most energy in the morning because by the end of the day, human nature, we're yawning, we're, you know, tears in our eyes so that we can barely keep our eyes open. We would do it. You just want to crash and, you know, sleep. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm trying to say is that at the beginning of the day is when I see I have the most energy and I am the most productive. Uh, but at the same time, people give me energy that sometimes if there's a deadline, there's pressure, there's an expectation, uh, whether I feel like it or not, I've had a long day of work and someone calls me and uh, says, uh, can you do a photo show with me at six o'clock at night? Even though I just spent like 10 hours of the day already, like, you know, going to the gym and, you know, my day job and running around taking care of this emergency and that errand. I know that there's a post-it note, just like you see, there's a post-it note right now. I know I have another obligation coming up. So uh, it gives me the energy again when I see the person and it's like I got to hustle again. So uh, those things give me energy. Okay. So you, you don't necessarily... Time to you is precious, and you don't really pay attention to it that much unless it concerns your goals. Your main focus on acquiring energy is just doing things in general. Yes, okay. and uh, embracing nature, trying to go out, uh, walking in the park, because that also gives you energy. Okay. So, when is your birthday? My birthday is on the 6th of September. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I'm guessing that would make you what? I'm a, I'm a Virgo, uh, but I don't pay attention to, if I'm going to base it on someone's recommendation, that's not the way I look at life. You don't know me as an individual. Maybe that applies to another September baby, but maybe that doesn't apply to me. So tell me whether a fortune teller or a gypsy or an astronomy message of, you know, what is supposed to be happening in my universe, I don't really buy that. So. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's what they say and they would say. And I, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good to know. <laughs> okay. Have you made any purchases that are within $100 within the last six months that you think have been beneficial to your life? Uh, I've done so many purchases these days that are beyond $100 for the benefit of my life, which is video gear. And I don't know about you, but I feel like every time I think I'm done, there's more money to be spent. And it's not a, I have to get the latest gear and I have to get every single thing. Uh, we were talking about before, when you're in school and you're studying to, to be something, whether it's a photographer or a videographer, you already put your mindset on a budget of 20000 Uh I've learned from my own experience of going to film uh, photography school and now learning video individually. Take that budget and multiply it by two because that's how much it's really going to cost you. It's not... You can't always estimate things on a piece of paper. You can, but when you're going through the process of making mistakes and screwing up and this is not the right camera for me, this is not the right microphone for me, this is not the right software for me, uh, or you paid someone to teach you and they vanished and you got to find someone else, or 
I tried a very unique piece of paper for photography, which is pink, but I hate it, and okay. I just spent 100 bucks on it, and nobody wants to be photographed on it. You have to accept it and move on. So uh, in terms of uh, anything that is related to cost, I always appreciate how much I'm spending, but I realize that it, the spending keeps going as you're on your journey to learning something. It's not careless spending, it's a necessity of spending to keep going to get to that result, which is being you know, the best at something. So it's basically just saying that you don't pay attention to how much you're spending when you're... Uh, there's actually um, a motivational speaker, um, his name is Eric Thomas, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yes, I've heard his name many times. But he, he said something when you're pursuing a goal or a dream is never count the cost, never count how long it's going to take, never count how much money it's going to take, never count how many push-ups you got to do, never count how long you have to spend in the gym, never count uh, how much uh, time you're going to have to sacrifice socially to get to that goal. Because if you start counting the cost, already right there, you're putting barriers on your goals and your dreams. So if you're going to say to yourself that, uh, okay, I want to learn photography, but it's going to cost me this much for a camera and the light, I'm not telling you to go rob a bank, but if you're going to limit yourself right there, you already gave up on your goal that you can't afford that. Do something else. Get a second job. I've done that. I've gotten a second job. I've done two back-to-back -back jobs where it's not passionate, but it brings in the money. And I use that money to pursue what it is that drives me, which is the photography and now video. But you got to do things that will get you ahead. And... Never count the cost. Never count the cost that, you know, this is a lot of money. If that money is going to serve a purpose to get you to become the best at something, it's money well spent. Let me ask you a question. How, how old are you? No, I'm 25. Okay. You're so young. I'm 42. I'm going to give you some wisdom from my own life experience. It's not the universal wisdom that everybody should use, but this is my wisdom that if I could guide you the way I saw myself, it would be beneficial. Just like I told you earlier, when you're young, you have more energy than if I were to tell you you're approaching 50 and even 70, right? Yeah. Okay. Now's your time right now that you can put the heavy weight on your shoulders before 40s and 50s and 70s when physically and mentally, you know, your eyesight is going away and, you know, you're getting up with a lot more aches and pains and at the same time you know you're getting a lot of responsibilities whether you're married have kids uh all these extras and at the same time as you get older you know your parents are going to age so you're going to have to you know put some time over there too but when you're younger 25 is a great age what i'm trying to tell you is that here's my formula of how i see things people may agree or may not agree i don't care i followed it and it worked Use your youth, work jobs that you don't feel like, but save the money. So example, I worked my accounting job yeah. and I worked a call center job. I did that for five years. I had no life for five years. I had no social life, no girlfriend. I didn't go out clubbing and partying. I didn't have any passions. I didn't do any photography. I didn't sit at home, watch TV. I was literally working to death to a point that I would come home, 
when the sun is down and when I get up and go to work, the sun is still down. Like I didn't see daylight often. What I'm trying to tell you is that I sacrificed five years in my 30s. I sacrificed five years in my 30s in order to now have the money that I can pursue my passion because now I'm older. So past 35, 40, now is the time to apply, uh, pursue your passions because now you have the money that you saved up from all your energy when you were young. So working at Tim Hortons, working in a call center, whatever, you're saving up for the future, my friend, because when you're getting older, that's when you should be pursuing your passions, not when you're young. You're, you, when you're young, you should be doing whatever it takes to bring money into the bank. Then when life, you get older, that's where the fun should begin. I don't agree with you're only, uh, you only live once, you're young, do it when you're young. I look at it as the opposite. As you get older, you should be doing your passions and having fun, whereas at the beginning of your life, in your 20s and your 30s, is when you should be hustling, hard work, no fun, no, no life. But it's just like money. You're saving it for the future, that when people are going to be like burdened with responsibilities and man, like, I wish I could be young again. You're like, you're living the life now. And people are like, how is he doing it? It's because you sacrificed the, the, the short term for the long term, whereas people enjoyed the short term and gave up the long term. So what I'm trying to tell you is that do things you hate, work crappy jobs, but the money's coming in and doing a lot of hours. You're saving the money. Of course, people are going to call you a loser. You have no life. All you do is work. Uh, this is uh, not a life. But it's going to pay off. Yeah. Just from my conversation, I would like to understand what is failure to you. Uh, failure to me is uh, not even trying. That's my philosophy of uh, failure, because I always admire somebody that is willing to try and fail, but is willing to keep trying until they see something that works. Uh, I hate excuses. I'm always willing to, you know, at least try it, whether once, twice, or several times, and then turn to the person and say, you see, it doesn't work for me. But there's something else about uh, failure, failure I've learned, and it's you have to be consistent. You might be lucky the first time and it worked, but then you try it again and you fail. It's not that, you know, you didn't do good. It's that maybe you had beginner, beginner's luck the first time that you had a very good experience, everything worked out. But there's going to be those surprises in life where things are not always going to be within your control. If, let's say, I photographed you today on a sunny day and everything worked out, we give a high five and, you know, they're amazing pictures. What if tomorrow I have uh, your friend come over and it's a cloudy day and nothing's working? The equipment's going all wrong and everything. And I've had that experience with um, uh, one or two models I photographed. I don't ever put the burden on them. I put it back on me saying, look, maybe it wasn't my best day. How about we reschedule and free of charge Let's do it again, and I'm sure it's going to work out. And believe it or not, it works out because you feel you were able to accept your failure, and let's move on and try it again. And I'm sure with consistency, it's going to it's going to pay off. So. Nice, nice. 
I just realized, now that you're saying that I'm having flashbacks, uh, would I be able to touch those pictures that we took? Uh, I will check, because uh, my computer, after a while, starts to give me a hiccup, and i got to start removing stuff or placing it on a hard drive or something. I don't think I did anything with your photos, but let me uh, get back to you on that. I'm pretty sure I have backup, but again, I would have to check and no problem. So. That'd be amazing. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Again, Alex, it truly was a pleasure to have this conversation with you. I'm super grateful to have this moment with you. <laughs> well, thank you, Andre. I think this is uh, a great experience for not only you, but for me as well. I never did a podcast. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you were giving me an opportunity to, you know, go out of my comfort zone because I'm a bit of a shy person, a reserved person, but I'm willing to try things that are not common to me and, you know, like see what it could give as a result. So I'm looking forward to hearing your podcast and uh, I encourage you success along the way. So Hey, thanks. And I can't wait if ever we're having something else to come have you um, as a guest again. Yeah, for sure. I'd love the ex uh, to uh, have another uh, chat with you. And uh... I'm, I'm glad to be here. Okay, thank you, Andre. Thank you. And we're out. This episode was brought to you in part by Sneaker Cipher. Oh, thank you. Keep that same energy. And as my good friend would say, remain unstoppable. Be well, y'all. Hey, are we done? No? Oh, okay.